KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Wednesday, October 11th. We'll tell you why UCSD Health is buying Alvarado Hospital. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. $3 million will soon go to a variety of groups working to help asylum seekers in the county. Board of Supervisors Chair Nora Vargas says about 13,000 migrants have arrived in the county since mid-September. Churches, charities, and NGOs have been providing them with food, water, and shelter. But they say they're stretched to the breaking point. Here's Father Scott Santa Rosa, the pastor of Our Lady of Guadalupe Church. We've helped the county keep 15 to 35 men off the streets each night. I believe the county's financial support at this time is absolutely in the best interest of the county. Vargas's office did not have immediate answers to questions about when the money will start going out and what organizations need to do to apply for it. Utility regulators have put off a decision on new solar rules for apartments, schools, and farms in the state. The California Public Utilities Commission is waiting until November 2nd to weigh in. It's the second time regulators have delayed considering the proposed rules. The new rules would not allow most multimetered complexes to use the energy they generate. Instead, the rules require rooftop-generated electricity to be sold to the utility at wholesale prices and bought back at retail prices. Former baseball star Steve Garvey has entered the race for the late Dianne Feinstein's U.S. Senate seat. Garvey is a 74-year-old Republican who played 14 seasons with the L.A. Dodgers and five seasons with the Padres. He says he would focus on quality of life issues, public safety, and education. Some of the other candidates planning to run for Feinstein's seat are U.S. Representatives Katie Porter, Adam Schiff, and Barbara Lee, and GOP attorney Eric Early. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. A local hospital will soon change ownership. UCSD Health is making a multi-million dollar move to acquire Alvarado Hospital Medical Center. Here's health reporter Matt Hoffman. UC San Diego Health is buying Alvarado Hospital near the college area for $200 million. UCSD Health already operates two hospitals in the county, but CEO Patty Mason says they need this third hospital because they're busy and running out of space. We've had very sustained growth and demand for services that really are, um, we don't have the capacity for. So we've been looking for 
a while to see if there's a way to create capacity in the short term. Alvarado Hospital will bring on around 300 more beds, about 100 of which will be used for a behavioral health services expansion. UCSD Health is expected to take over operations there in mid-December. Existing staff will be offered jobs within the academic health system. Mason says about a quarter of their patients live in the eastern part of the county, and this allows for a closer option for them. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. The Navy hospital ship Mercy is leaving San Diego on an annual humanitarian mission to the Western Pacific. Military reporter Andrew Dyer has more. The Mercy is impossible to miss in San Diego Bay. It's almost 900 feet long, and its white hull and red crosses stand out among the haze-gray destroyers and amphibs. Captain Jeff Feinberg is the commanding officer of the floating hospital. He says there's not much difference between mainland hospitals and the Mercy. The only piece of medical equipment that we are lacking is a uh, MRI because an MRI is a giant magnet and this is a big steel box. In the Western Pacific, it will lead Pacific Partnership, a mission to help Pacific Island nations prepare for natural and man-made disasters. Really what we try to do is sort of build these partnerships and these communications in times of calm. So if there's a crisis, a humanitarian crisis or any other crisis, we're ready to respond. Over the next four months, Feinberg expects the crew to perform more than 450 surgeries and help train local healthcare workers. Andrew Dyer, KPBS News. This month, the COVID-19 payment pause on student loans ended and repayments restarted. Americans owe $1.7 trillion in student loan debt. And behind every dollar is someone's story. Education reporter M.G. Perez has more. Between the time I got these degrees and actually was able to put some of that knowledge to work, I got cancer. 73-year-old Cindy Nelson is a breast cancer survivor. She also survived more than $100,000 in student loan debt, much of it mounting interest. I was blessed that I even had the opportunity to go to college, no matter what it took. It took a lot, because in her late 30s, Nelson became a single mother with two children to support after a divorce, triggered by her coming out as a lesbian. Her truth brought her freedom and financial responsibilities. Going to college, she hoped, would eventually provide security for her family. You gotta go to college to have the world open up to you. You'll be with people that you never imagined. You'll, you'll see diversity like you've never seen. Grant money helped pay for a portion of her bachelor's degree in visual arts from UC San Diego. But it was federal loans that paid for a master's degree in education from San Diego State in 1997 and on to a successful job at the SDSU School of Nursing, which came with lifetime health benefits and a steady income when she needed to pay back her loans. When times were rough, they would put me on income contingent to pay as I go. And then if when things got better, I would pay more and whatever. But once I got the cancer and couldn't work, I just stopped paying them. 
Cindy's story is like so many other stories of student borrowers who found themselves drowning in debt when life happened. There are millions of borrowers who are hoping for relief and loan forgiveness. Dan Ricotto is a clinical professor of finance at the University of San Diego with 20 years of investment banking experience. He says loan forgiveness has to come with reform. Recognize that we do have to provide relief to certain borrowers who simply are never going to be able to pay this back. And at the same time, recognize that we have to tie the ribbon a little tighter between the value of a college education and how we pay for that college education. I started paying it back right away. Tim Barunas had to pay off $200,000 in student loans for his medical school education. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate in the sense that I, I make a physician level salary and, you know, I, I was able to make those payments. Consistent payments that included a few lump sums helped Barunas get his total down to $50,000. It did not help him find happiness practicing family medicine with 60-hour work weeks. Barunas left medicine for a remote job working from home as a medical procedure consultant, giving him more time to spend with his family. He also discovered a Biden administration program that gave him credit for consistent payments and his work at nonprofit hospitals, eliminating his remaining balance. Based on what the, the objectives of the, of the program were, I, I feel really good about having been able to take advantage of that and, yeah, not having those loans anymore. Cindy Nelson also discovered a forgiveness plan based on her limited income and repayment history, and she is now student loan debt-free and cancer-free. Well, when I lost everything, it was tough, but I made it through. And the finance expert Dan Ricardo says there is hope for anyone who wants it. It's become a center stage issue, and that's important. It's no longer sort of this fringe issue that, you know, the guys in the Ivy Towers on campus will figure out. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Dan Ricardo suggests the best first step for anyone feeling overwhelmed about student loan payments is to go to studentaid.gov. Coming up, PB Elementary is getting a makeover. We'll have details on what the new campus will offer to students and locals, plus more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. It's National Coming Out Day. Reporter Katie Heisen spoke with San Diego City Council member Marnie Von Wilpert who came out as a member of the LGBTQ plus community this summer. You're hoping to have maybe private, quiet conversations with folks. Instead, I came out in the New York Times. <laughs> a reporter interviewed Von Wilpert after anti-LGBTQ plus protesters checked out all the books from a Pride Month display in a library in her district. When the reporter asked me, you know, are you a member of the LGBTQ community? I don't want to hide it. 
Von Wilpert says the article prompted tough conversations with conservative family members who were supportive in the end. But that's not the case for everyone. Many homeless youth in San Diego are LGBTQ plus children who were evicted by their families. Even while she celebrates being out, she says she's watching gay rights be taken back. This summer alone, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that businesses can refuse some services to LGBTQ plus people. Grossmont Union School District ended a contract with a suicide prevention nonprofit that also assists LGBTQ plus youth. And the Temecula Board of Education tried to remove Harvey Milk, a gay civil rights leader and politician, from its curriculum. I'm not sure what my future looks like sometimes in this country, uh, which is something I never thought I'd say. Even still, she says, coming out was worth it. It's less isolating to be able to come out and and to, to be free. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. San Diego Unified has begun a complete renovation of the Pacific Beach Elementary School. Education reporter M.G. Perez tells us how it will benefit students and the neighborhood. Go ahead and scoop some dirt. Students with their ceremonial shovels helped in the groundbreaking of a $21.7 million rebuilding and renovation of Pacific Beach Elementary. Voter-approved bond money is paying for the project that includes a new kindergarten building, state-of-the-art classrooms, collaborative workspaces, and upgraded facilities across the entire campus. San Diego Unified School Board trustee Cody Pedersen says 60-year-old buildings are coming down, as well as the temporary ones affectionately known as bungalows. We spent a lot of time in bungalows. Bungalows is a reality, and we really had to skimp on facilities. Well, now with this bond money, we're able to get high-quality facilities. The school's sports field will also be expanded to include a new track for area residents to use after school hours and on the weekends. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join me again tomorrow for the day's top stories, plus a story about efforts to deliver Suboxone to addicts. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening, and have a great Wednesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places.